Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com. And I am back. Uh, was at Lake Powell last week uh, with, with the family, uh, kind of a uh, vacation slash Getting up close and personal with the water situation, and right, right on cue, uh, the the other Arizona marina had to pull all of its houseboats as the the water level while we were there fell six feet, uh, much faster than they expected. Uh, the people at Glen Canyon Dam are saying that they expect the water level to fall another thirty feet before the uh, spring. Thaw, and and I would just say this: Arizona is going to be on a water emergency. We're going to lose twenty five percent of our water in twenty twenty two from the Colorado River. That's done. That's already happened. It's too late. Uh, the water level uh, already too low, and and uh, just be ready. Uh, let's hope that it's a really really good winter in the right places. Uh, a lot of you in Arizona, you know, we got a lot of rain this year, and all. that doesn't help. Lake Mead and Lake Powell. The the rain, it raining in Arizona. It helps our our what I'll call the Salt River system, right? The uh, Lake Pleasant and Rosie and and Saguaro, right? It'll help those. Uh, by the way, they're going to have to pick up the slack uh, for what's happening and going to happen. Uh, the the Glen Canyon Dam uh, situation. Uh, the if the water, you know, if it falls thirty feet. It gets really close to, I think it puts that within 40 feet of those turbines not being able to run. Uh, so we, we need a big, big winter. Uh, but uh, I talked a lot about it on the on the Shaw's on Jacked Up the previous hour. You go to 1360KHNC, hit the uh, uh, podcast page and, and pick it all up there. Uh, we, we got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, the Dow just turned negative. Gold and silver have, have just gone positive. Uh, the 10-year note absolutely falling out of bed again. Uh, we've been watching this bond market, the 10-year note yielding 1.15%. Uh, you know, we, we've got this horrible divergence of the economy starting to slow. And while I was gone, GDP, second quarter GDP came out. That was the best one. That was going to be the big one. That was when we got not one, but we got two stimulus checks in that quarter, plus all the benefits, all this stuff. They were expecting growth near 8.5% for the quarter. It came in at 6.5%. Uh, that, that's a big miss. I mean, you know, that, that's percentage-wise, I mean, that's, that, that's 25% less than what they thought. Uh, and, and, of course, we know housing is showing signs of slowing. Manufacturing showing signs of slowing. Inflation not showing signs of slowing. Uh, and, again, I, I have this horrible feeling that, that we're going to have a stagflation super cycle. And you think about today, why would bond yields be falling? It looks like the Democrats are thinking they've got the votes for a $1 trillion infrastructure package. This is not the human 
infrastructure package. This isn't the $3.5 trillion. This is the, the what I'll call the ro- wink, wink, nod, nod, roads and bridges uh, infrastructure package uh, that, that, that right now uh, $1 trillion looks like it's been agreed upon, but the Democrats also want the separate $3.5 trillion package and and I and what Wall Street is at least what it appears like it's saying to me. Hey, without more stimulus, right? We're 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 slowing down. Uh, without more stimulus, we're slowing down. At least that's what I think the bond market is saying. I have no reason why would the bond market be falling like that. I mean, think about it, the ten-year note getting ready to yield less than one percent again. Uh, what does that say about really where they think things are going to be headed? Uh, one of the favorite arguments from our our smartest people in the room, you know, Jay Powell, Janet Yellen, about inflation was lumber prices. Remember they told us it's just transitory. Look at lumber. Well, guess what? I told you two weeks ago. Lumber prices are twice as high as what they used to be. And they're bragging about how much better it is. And then I told you, it's a seasonality thing. And get ready for lumber prices to march again uh, when we get back from the break. How high are lumber prices going to go back? Are we going to see record lumber prices again this fall? Uh, And obviously the way I'm talking about it, you can kind of lead up to it. It's going to be real close. Nothing transitory about it whatsoever. Uh, and, again, I think this is why, you know, you're starting to see gold. It's slow, slowly but surely starting to cast doubt on this whole transitory inflation thing. The big hiccup in all of this is the bond market because yields should be rising, and they're not. They're actually going the other way. Uh, which really highlights to me, that's stagflation to me. Inflation would be, hey, we've got rising yields, right, and rising costs. Stagflation is, hey, guess what? The economy's not really rising. The economy's slow, but prices are high. You can argue which one's worse. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. You know, I'm just going by what Jay Powell says and Janet Yellen says. Right? First they told us, think about this, $2,100 gold. Silver was approaching 30 bucks, And they told everybody that would listen. And they had, listen, the gaslighting, the cheerleader squad, Everybody behind them. Oh, there's not going to be any inflation. No, it's it's matter of fact, we're going to have a big comeback, and and we got the virus under control, and and it's it's don't worry, it's okay. We spent all that money, but it's it's not going to have any bad effects, right? And think about this: gold went from twenty one hundred to about sixteen seventy. Silver went from almost thirty dollars to like twenty four dollars. Right now, uh, gold's eighteen hundred and fifteen dollars. Right, silver's uh, twenty five fifty right now. 
because that didn't happen, right? So here they are, the people that pretend that they have a grip on this economy. They don't understand that. They don't. They guess. And here's the problem, because it's the wolf guarding the hen house. They always guess that whatever policy that they've enacted is somehow going to give us uh, the best outcome. That's always their guess. Right? No one plays devil's advocate. No one, no one questions them. And here's the step. They don't even get questioned. Right? Because think about the idiocracy of these people. And remember now, I've told you, Janet Yellen, I think, is the most dangerous woman, woman person on the planet when it comes to your wealth. She will lead us in to absolute destruction of wealth. The, the money will be in the hands of the very, very few, and the middle class is in for a rude awakening. Because all of these policies make no sense. I mean, literally, if you could just create money out of thin air and have it have no bad effects, why wouldn't we just do that? Right? Mail everybody checks. Right? And, I mean, this is where we're headed already. I mean, let's face it. Isn't that where we're headed anyway? Let's just mail uh, what, what, what What bad could come out of it? Now, this was like fourth quarter of 2020. By the end of the first quarter of 2021, they were saying things like, well, it's going to be transitory. Okay, you're right. We are going to have some inflation, but it's only going to last a little while. So, still... Everything's fine. Think about the ten-year note. Ten-year note got up to about one one point seven percent, which is, defies logic. You know, uh, when you're thinking about, hey, we're going to run inflation, and that's as high as the ten-year note could get. And ever since, it's been falling. I mean, now we're we're talking about. I mean, we're almost to one percent. They admit that inflation's 5.3%. And and that's what they're willing to admit to. We know it's much higher than that. But I want you to honestly, just for a minute, think about the bubble that we are in. And of course it's a bubble. How could you have a debt instrument yield 1% when they're devaluing the money by 5%? And again, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because, again, what they're tracking really isn't the devaluation of the money. But anyway, let's go with it. Who in the right mind signs up and says, yes, I would like to lose 4% of my money today. 
Where can I get that deal? Here's the problem. People are willing to do it. Why? I mean, it's been argued by me, but you know what? I've kind of had another thought about this. Maybe I needed to go out uh, to to Lake Powell. You know, there was no cell phones, no Wi-Fi, no nothing, just to think about things, to see it a little more clearer. Maybe what these people are saying is, I'd rather lose 4% than lose 40% or 50%. Because right now, I don't like how things are looking. Right? We just, I mean, by all accounts, in the next, by the end of the week, we're going to have a trillion dollar infrastructure package. That should be bullish. And it's not. It's not enough. But what about prices? You know, that we they, they talked about lumber. Let me educate you about lumber. There's a little bit that I know about it. I pulled up a lumber chart. Ten-year chart. Do you know that lumber traded between $200 and $400 a you know, board foot, you know, for... A thousand, I'm sorry, for a thousand board feet for the whole time. Rarely did it ever fluctuate anywhere beyond those two numbers. 200, 400, 200, 400, 200, 400. And I likened it, uh, you know, to the oil price bands that used to have. Remember when crude oil always used to trade between like 15 and $30? If it got close to 30 bucks, the Saudis would turn the faucet on, get it back down. If it got close to 15 bucks, they'd cut the supply. You know, now crude oil is like $70. Lumber's about ready to do the same thing. So let me tell you where it is today. Okay. $625 per thousand board feet. So think about 10 years, two to $400. So we're at least double where we've been over the last 10 years. That price is down 60% from the peak. So interday, lumber hit... $1,711 in May. That was uh, the new all-time record high in lumber price. And, of course, it started falling. And Jay Powell and Janet Yellen would come out and say, See, it's just transitory. Look at lumber prices. Lumber bottom at 400 and $48 a board foot. So still above the high end of the range. And now think about it. It's already back above 600 but here's what they're saying now. They're saying with this trillion-dollar bipartisan infrastructure deal, 
along with the need to build more housing because the Federal Reserve seems intent on not tapering. And the seasonal historic trends. Wait a minute, what is that? What do you mean? Seasonal historic trends. Well, apparently, Jay Powell and Janet Yellen wanted to deceive us. See, lumber prices fall traditionally during the summer. Which I guess kind of makes sense. I guess that's when you know you're doing the most harvesting, right? The weather, the what you got to wait for the snow to melt. Because let's face it, the lumber they're talking about, right, doesn't grow in Phoenix. It's usually what higher elevations, places where it rains, places where it snows. Got to wait for all that stuff to melt. Then you start cutting the logs. And by the time you cut the logs, get them on the truck, you know, cut them, buck them, get them on the truck, get them to the lumber yard, get them milled, get them shipped, right? Oh, huh. It's about June. And if you look over the 10 years, it's very clear. So the, the argument that it was transitory because of lumber price, well, they already knew, hey, lumber price is going to fall anyway. And they did. But what they didn't tell you is what happens after summer's over. Well, guess what? The weather starts to turn. Right? You can't do any more logging and all that other stuff. And lo and behold, the price of lumber is always more expensive in the fall. And quite a bit more. Know that two to four hundred dollar band I was talking about? It's a lot closer to four hundred in the fall. So think about this: lumber prices tend to double, tend to double. But according to the smart guys here, they're saying with the infrastructure bill, with rates near zero, with the historical trends, lumber prices are going to rise another sixty percent. And jump to over a thousand dollars a board foot once again. So I guess lumber prices aren't transitory. So if lumber prices aren't transitory, what else is there? Because this is the only thing they've used. This is it's the only example they've given. I would love them to give us another example. And now, according to the bond market, here's what the bond market is saying. A trillion? Yeah, that's not enough. It's not enough. Matter of fact, oh, while well, I was gone, we hit the debt ceiling. Which, what a joke that is. We'll talk about that in the next segment. Why is the bond market collapsing? Because that's really what we're seeing moves that we've only seen in recent times here in the bond market. But the bond market saying something horribly is wrong with the economy. They think the economy is going to slow way down. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense to me. 
because I'm thinking about all the stimulus that we've spent and all the handouts and all of that stuff. And, you know, the eviction moratorium is finally over. Uh, 7.5 million people are going to lose their extra unemployment benefits here, I think, at the end of next month because they only can be on it for so long. Unless more spending comes, where's it going to come from? And this is going to be the interesting part. I think we're in, in for a period of, of stagflation, which is something we really didn't see. The 70s was inflation. Really think about this. The Great Depression, they said, was deflation. Which was kind of hard for me to understand because we really didn't have inflation when we were on the gold standard. The 70s was inflation. The economy was red hot. Wages were rising. Everything was rising together. Interest rates were screaming. This one looks like a totally different animal, doesn't it? We'll be right back. 800-951-0592. New car prices. New all-time record high. Now over $41,000. Uh, is now the number on new cars. 80% of all transactions are at or above sticker, which no one paid sticker, right? You take the sticker price and, and take like 10% off, right? Oh, that's sticker 60000 You're like, okay, I'm not paying more than, you know, 53 you know, 54 Yeah, no, uh-uh. And again, how, how is this transitory? Because when you talk to the automobile manufacturers, aluminum, steel, all the components needed, uh, computer chips, uh, the, 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 the engines, right? The, the rubber for the tires and, and, and the seats and all, everything costs more. Everything costing more. And now all of a sudden the bond market's kind of saying, mm, we got a problem. We don't believe the central bank is going to raise rates. We don't believe they're going to end taper. Matter of fact, we actually think the economy's going to slow, which means what? reinforces the first two points. Well, if the economy's starting to slow, they're not going to raise rates, which means we're not fighting inflation. If the economy's starting to slow, of course we're not going to end taper. Can't do that. And now we're sitting there thinking, hey, if the economy's really going to slow, what is the Obama administration going to do? And again, I've said it all along. We've got a very weak president. I think we're going to see him remember the words of Janet Yellen. Let's not forget. After, you know, Biden had won the election. We can debate that some other show. She said, we need to go big. And I'm thinking about this. $3.5 trillion human infrastructure plan. 
I start thinking about Bernie Sanders and AOC and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. They know they have the votes if they can get Manchin and Cinema in line. And if the economy slows, right, isn't that the greatest way to get them in line? And I think we're going to see a this this stagflation period where we're going to have elevated pricing without an elevated economy. It's okay, you know, if you have uh, 5.3% inflation and you had 6.5% GDP growth, well, that's about 1.2%, right? I mean, if you say, okay, well, you know, most of the growth was just because prices got more expensive. But still, it's 1%. You know, when you think about, you know, let's think about what really happened after the financial crisis. Did we really have great economic growth? Remember when, when, when Trump came in and he spent a bunch of money. And what were they hoping? Hey, we can get 3%. And, of course, they had that idiot Larry Kudlow. We're going to have 5 and 6%. And I'm, guys like, clown but yet he gets credibility he's on the back on the cheerleading station we've hit the debt limit for those of you that don't know when the when the budget deficit started to rise congress decided you know we need to put in a debt limit they used to give it a number a dollar value 5 trillion and when it hit 5 trillion congress would have to meet and they would have to vote to raise it. Because if they don't raise it, the United States Treasury wouldn't be able to borrow money. And essentially, we could default. So they always raise it. And it's so funny to think about it. I think it started it when the debt was like $4 trillion. I mean, we're at almost 30 now. It's, it's almost comical. But what happened is... The debt numbers got so big, like at $5 trillion, they would set the debt ceiling at like $5.75 trillion. Well, that's $750 billion. Well, that would last a couple of years. Now, think about it. The numbers got so big... They stopped using numbers because the debt was going up so fast. They went to dates. Now we'll talk about it again. And the last date was July, the end of July, last day of July, which just expired. And of course, now Janet Yellen is using what they're calling emergency measures. Right. So the Treasury is using money out of their checkbook, but they're not. They're not paying Social Security. They're not paying this. They're not paying that. They're not paying the pension. You know, they're, they're in emergency mode. And they can keep this up for two, three, four months, something like that. Maybe a little less now because it goes so fast. But they'll, they'll approve another one. Right? And again, I don't think it'll ever be a number again, another date in the future where they can just spend as much as they want. You know, we used to have conservative people. 
think about how liberal we've gotten now. Where we won't even use a number. Hey, you know what? I'm only going to let it go up a trillion. Well, the problem is a trillion doesn't even last a quarter. Two trillion, three trillion. Now, let's just use a date instead. And think about all of this money creation without anything to show for it. And at the same time, right, think about this. Taxes are going up. That's a given. And whether you like it or not, inflation's a tax. We're all paying more taxes. They may not want to call it that, but that's what's happening. And they're going to talk about how we're going to pay for this and how we're going to pay for that. We're not paying for anything. And I think what we're going to see very, very quickly is we're going to be at that point where we keep spending or does the economy crash? Patriot Radio News Hour. We're talking about that next. 800-951-0592. Sorry about that. Uh, gold's up 5, 1820. Uh, silver's up a couple of cents here, 2550, uh, 2550, or I'm sorry, yeah, 2550, 2555. Uh, the Dow has been right near break even as the bond market uh, has fallen out of bed. Crude oil, by the way, down 4% today. Again, another one of those they're worried. Where's the growth going to come from now? Without more spending. And I've said this for so long. The only tools they've ever had is debt. And now it's so big. And you think about, you know, where what, what comes next for us? We're running deficits. They'll admit to three and a half trillion, but it's closer to five. I mean, the real number is closer to five. And it's not enough. And think about how much stuff we spent that was non productive spending. Right? When you give people a check, that's non-productive, right? The money's going to get spent, whether they, they pay down bills or they go buy something, right? They, they, it gets spent, right? Part of the reason it causes inflation, right? You get artificial demand. When you have interest rates at zero for years, all as you've done is pulled forward spending. And now we're sitting here and saying, hey, we've got a problem. Because we've done all of this spending. We still have 14 million people not working. We just ended the eviction moratorium. Uh, The unemployment extra benefits, 7.5 million people are going to run out. Of course, we'll see if Congress does something about that. They've just passed. Well, not passed, but they said they've they've got this trillion-dollar infrastructure deal. Right? We've got a debt ceiling problem. They'll fix that, though. They're not going to default, I don't think. At least not yet. And we start thinking about, 
you know, where, what, what, what happens next, right? We've added to the government payroll. You think about all of the households now getting a check from the government. More people now get some form of money from the government than those that don't. It's true. 65 million <laughs> Yeah, 65 million people under the age of 18 getting checks, right? Their parents are. Everyone on Social Security getting checks. We're going to have a, a big jump in Social Security payments. That wasn't in the actuary plans. You know, when they try to predict when is Social Security going to run out, no one ever envisioned. They didn't have a single year where a cost of living adjustment was more than 2%. They didn't have any year where they said, hey, 15 million, 20 million people aren't going to be paid into Social Security yet. Just happened. And, and again, I've said it over and over and over and over again. We've got the perfect storm. We've got an uber-liberal Treasury Secretary. We've got a very weak president. The liberals have control of the House and the Senate. And we've got a Federal Reserve president who's also very weak in Jay Powell. Right? And now uh, the, the person who's already, Lael Bernard, who we've talked to, I keep bringing her name up. She was out while I was gone talking about she can't envision or imagine a future without the digital dollar. And let me tell you, she is advocating that the Federal Reserve get more power. And a digital dollar gives her that power. Hey, with a digital dollar, we can just put money in people's accounts. And she said that the digital version of a U.S. dollar should be created. Insisted that not having one would not lead to a sustainable future. Excuse me? This is the leading contender to be the next head of of the central bank saying that if we don't create this digital dollar we have no sustainable future and they said that that it has both international and domestic and they, they, they're going to make their case the dollar has been very dominant in international payments and if you have other major jurisdictions in the world with a digital currency, she specifically mentions the Chinese, and the U.S. doesn't have one, I just can't wrap my head around that. I'm going to tell you right now. Understand what she's really saying. We're having a crisis. The bubble's going to burst. This is going to be the solution. 
And again, and Jason talks about it a little more than I because I don't know. Uh, maybe I need to more. This is more consolidation of power. And, you know, liking it like a fist and all the things slipping through the fist. Right? That's all the people leaving the middle class and ending up on the hands of the of the goal of the federal government. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Uh, today's special $20 gold pieces, 2075 For those of you that, what's a $20 gold piece? Uh, the, the, this is back when our currency was backed by gold, pre-1933. U.S. minted Liberties and St. Gaudens. You know, it's a, it's a one-ounce gold coin. They said $20 because a $20 gold piece and a $20 bill used to be interchangeable. Before I left, I told you what they did to the money supply in 18 months. They quadrupled it. Gold is going to catch up to the money supply. That's where it's headed. And all of a sudden, right, the, the bond market, what a weird market this year. And I keep watching and I keep going, wow, what's really happening? And I just got this horrible feeling that they're sitting there saying, hey, all the free money's out now. The euphoria is over. And now we're left with what? We're left with all the debt. And without more stimulus, what happens? I mean, do, does anyone really think that we were, what, the, a two-month recession was all we were going to see out of this? I wouldn't bet on it. Put some more gold away. Uh, remember, our, our rule of thumb here, an ounce of gold for every year you've been alive. An ounce of gold for every year your wife's been alive. An ounce of gold for every year your kids have been alive, your grandkids. $20 gold pieces, $2,075 today at 800-951-0592. Again, gold's up five, almost six bucks now, 1820 uh, silver at $2,553. Uh, the Dow is actually, I, I don't know why, but it, it's up $20, 20 points. Uh, I guess because the yields are falling. Right, maybe uh, this will. Uh, I don't know. Is this going to help home home prices stay high? Just understand this too. How does the debt work? It only works if things keep costing more. What happens when they stop costing more? Well, we got a little lesson from that during the financial crisis, didn't we? There's no way they're going to want that to happen again. I think this is going to be uh, very much a stagflationary period where we're going to see record amounts of debt, record amount of spending, right up until right the party's over, right right up until the crash. And I think in, in Stanley Drunkenmiller, Jeff Gunlotch, all these guys I like to watch, 2022 is going to be a very, very interesting year. Kind of like what I said, we need some heck of a really good winter, right, for the water situation not to be desperate. I think we're going to need a heck of a lot of spending 
for 2022 not to be desperate. Get that gold put away. 800-951-0592. And then then understand, this is just the hand we're at. Lael Bernard, uh, she is very much made in the image of Janet Yellen. I could very easily see her replacing Jay Powell in February. The economy stumbles in the second half of this year. They go to Lael Bernard, and then all hell breaks loose. Patriot Radio News Hour. God bless everybody. I'll be back tomorrow.